Safety FM. Changing safety cultures. One broadcast and one podcast at a time. Welcome to Safety FM. Where we talk about safety. That's truly inspired by you. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. This episode of the broadcast and the podcast is brought to you by Safety Focus Moment. They are consultants that want to help you get to the safety culture that you've been looking for. For more information, go to safetyfocusmoment.com. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. This is Jay Allen. Well, thank you for coming back and taking a listen to the show. You guys have actually been listening to us on Spotify. Now that we're on there, been listening to us on Apple Podcasts, and of course, always on iHeartRadio. We really do appreciate everything that you guys go out there and do and take a listen to the different avenues that we're available on. Today, I just want to sit here and just really go over some of the issues that I have been seeing as of late in regards of safety. And there's a lot of misconceptions. I, I really am starting to see more and more. There's the misconception of if you are turning in reports, if you are turning in lagging indicators, this automatically puts you in a version of what your management might consider safe. I think it's a lot of nonsense, to be quite honest with you. Yes, don't get me wrong. You should be doing observations and seeing how your team members are doing things out in the field. But looking at aspects as we are safe because we haven't had an injury in X amount of time, or our scores are based on X because we haven't had any injuries, that is not safe. That just means that something hasn't happened. It's really looking at that circumstance that Todd Coughlin spoke about in the last episode of really managing your risk using luck and that is not the way to actually manage your system. As I say this, I really want you to focus on what is your safety story for you? What is your safety story with your company? Everyone's safety story is different, but those are the things that make your organization and your company what they are. What can you do to change it? What can you do to make the influence on your culture while it comes in regards of safety. Now we use that term safety so frequently and so often that people automatically when you say the word most of the time are like, oh, don't say it again. And it comes to that whole standpoint of how do you change the culture inside of the work environment? What can you do currently? How do you tie it in? Keep in mind, as we sit here and we have these conversations and we want to have these discussions, we need to be able to talk to our organization and the people within the organization about our programs of safety that we want to implement, but how do they tie into the organization? If you want an operational person to listen to what you have to say about safety, you normally have to be able to discuss the operation with them. And that's where we tend to fail quite often as safety professionals. There's nothing wrong with trying to implement a program, but keep in mind, I'm not saying that the operational people are trying to have your team members be injured because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they want to see what is going to be in their benefit, what is going to be in the operations benefit, 
not just the whole portion of being safe, but are you going to change my production? Am I going to be less productive by your program that you're trying to implement? What is the return on investment? These are conversations that you and I have already had before. These are conversations that we're having now again because it needs to become a focal point inside of our organization. It needs to become one of those things that when you start speaking to your operational departments, they need to understand that your safety programs are there to help the organization and they're there to help the personnel, team members, employees, and so on. As we continue down this journey and this path, you need to be a voice of safety within your organization. You need to be the person that your team members feel comfortable coming to, regardless of them being an operational role, them being in a totally different role that is not within your safety department. What happens a lot of times is you can almost become like the person that most operation people will go to to run an idea by you before something happens. If you're not in that scenario yet, what can you do to be that person that your team members will run to to find a solution to their problem? As we continue to have this conversation, what do you have in place? Do you have a program that's developed or in place where your team members know that they can actually come to you or write something down where it will get to you that something will be done? When somebody gives you something, do you do a follow-up? If you get an idea, a suggestion, or something that somebody brings up to you, do you follow up and try to resolve the problem? Or does it just go onto a list? Or does it go into an email that kind of just sits inside of your box and you don't do anything with? Have you tried to implement programs before and they didn't work out? Do those things make you hesitant about trying to develop another program? If that's the case, that is fine. Failure is something that we need to learn to accept. Not everything that we develop is going to be 100% perfect. I haven't seen a safety program that's foolproof. I have not seen a safety program that is the magic bullet. I have not seen a safety program that one size fits all. You cannot have a safety program that will work inside of a transportation company that will also work inside of a hospital. Have not seen it occur. Now you can actually take it and maybe tailor it a little bit more for whatever you're attempting to do, but there is not one that is fully developed that you can take from one spot to another. Now there's some concepts that you might be able to take, but there's not something that's there that you can go, okay, works 100% across the board on all industries. If you do have that program or if you found that program, please give me a call. And I don't say that to be sarcastic. I just have not seen anything within the industry that allows you to do that. Now, I know that there are certain people that are out there that will sell you programs and tell you that it's customizable and that it will work within all industries as long as you customize it or tailor it to exactly what you're attempting to do within your organization. Well, are they really selling you something that works? Or are they selling you a bag of tricks? Keep in mind that the people that will understand your organization and things that need to be put into place inside of your organization best 
will be your team members, will be your employees, will be the people that are out on the field or in the line that are actually doing the work on a day in and day out basis. If you sit with your team members and have these discussions, you would be amazed on how much information they have within the system on what needs to be done. I say this because when you sit with a employee or a team member or even a safety committee or any kind of committee normally within the organization, they normally have really good ideas and no flaws in the system that some people might not even catch during an observation. I'm always amazed that when I go into an organization or I go into a company and I'm taking a look at what exactly they're doing, that people will point out, normally not in a group setting, but will point out flaws that they actually see within the system. Now, they might be a little hesitant about going to upper management and bringing it up, but they normally will feel comfortable coming to me and having that discussion about what's going on. Now, I don't know if that occurs because I'm considered an outsider coming into the organization to help, or if it's actually coming from the standpoint of they've gotten to the last portion and they just don't know what to do anymore. As I say this, I really just want there to be a focus of understanding on what you're trying to accomplish within your organization. Yes, I understand 100% that we all want our employees to make it home safe. We want our employees to make it home injury free. Now, what is the realistic approach that you can do for that to occur? Now, I will tell you, I have sat with people where they have told me that 95% of all accidents are preventable. Now, I sit there and I try to figure out their math in regards on how exactly that works. I'm not saying that that's not impossible, but you're telling me now that 95% are preventable? How does that even occur? How does that even happen? So with that coming to mind, how do you have your discussion with your employees if they have an injury? At that point, do you turn around and say, you injured yourself on purpose? Do you say, hey, this happened, but it was preventable? Are we just looking at the end of when we're doing our observations last investigation, trying to say, okay, it was your fault. Now we found blame on something and now we can walk away because we're able to discuss. You were the person that had the failure and it was kind of expected because 95% of all accidents are preventable. That's not a very comforting situation to put an employee or a team member in. So how do we resolve that issue? And that would be the question to ask today. Is there a way to change the mindset of your employees, team members, and management about how many accidents are considered preventable or the percentage of accidents being considered preventable? What does your organization believe? I have recently sat with a chairman of a company and he stated on how they had all of their processes in regards of how they looked at safety incorrectly. And the reason he said this was because they had a significant issue that occurred within their company. And he realized at that point that they were handling safety incorrectly. You don't want to be a company where you have a catastrophic event 
And that is the thing that causes you to want to change the way that you handle safety. I know that sometimes those are the things that have to take place for companies to want to change. But can you be one of those companies that avoids that? Can you be an organization that avoids the catastrophic event to have the change within your company? I look at it as it takes six weeks. If you have an emotional event that occurs inside of your workplace for something to stay in there, because it'll be six weeks of that of the emotional event that occurred for them to continue the process and then it'll just fade away. And I know that's a terrible thing to say, but it's one of those things that is the reality of the situation. If you take a look at processes or take even a look at some of the examples that might have occurred inside of your organization and see how long something like that lasted, you'll realize that those numbers are very spot on. The question is, how do you change it? How do you have your operational folks look at it differently? What can you put into place to change that process? And those things, my dear friends, are something that you're going to have to look at as an organization and determine on how it needs to be changed with inside of the organization that you currently work at. And I say this because everyone is going to handle that slightly differently. And that's pretty much all that I have for you today. Just really want you to give a thought on how do you take the approach from a safety standpoint as a safety professional and change the organization that you work for. It'd be at a small mom and pop place to a Fortune 100 company. How do you change how safety is perceived within the company? Do you have great standards? Do you have low standards? Or do you have average standards? How does it work within your organization? If you want to further our discussion, please come to safetyfm.com. You can always go to safetyfm on Facebook or at safetyfm on Twitter. I'm always open to ideas in regards of what we should discuss here on the podcast and in regards of what are you doing within your organization? I'm always looking for organizational leaders to come on and have the discussion on what's going inside of their organization. And what do I mean by organizational leaders? I mean people within the safety industry that could be inside of your own organization that has changed the way that your organization looks at things. That would make you a safety leader. I'm not asking for a CEO. I'm not asking for a COO. I'm using the example of somebody who has changed by leadership, by example within the organization and changed the way that safety was perceived inside of an organization. That's what I'm looking for. And before I let you go today, I wanted to reference something relatively quick. I know that there are several safety professionals that are out there that have a story. They have a voice. I want to encourage you to start your own podcast, start your own blog, start your own way of being able to take your story and let other people know exactly what your safety journey has consisted of. Those stories will normally encourage other safety professionals that are out there. I will tell you, those stories that you have can change the way that people look at safety. It might be in one place, 
It might be in another. It might affect your organization. It might affect somebody else's organization. I encourage you to go out there and do that. I will tell you, we currently run safetyfm.live or safetyfm.com slash listen now. And that is a streaming service where we have different voices about safety on there. And they discuss their safety journey. I will tell you, if you don't know what to do, you don't know what your first step should be, come on by. I will tell you, I can give you time on the channel. Let people listen now. I'm not looking for somebody to come and advertise their stuff. I'm not looking for somebody to put a product placement. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody coming on that wants to tell their safety story, their safety journey, and see if it might be able to assist and help other people within the safety industry. I appreciate you taking the time today to listen to Safety FM. I have been your safety manager and host, Jay Allen. And until next time, be safe, number one. And number two, have fun out there. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Join the fun, Join the fun on social media and find us on Facebook at Safety FM.